Hi everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Because fear sucks, so we're slaying it. Okay, cool. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, it's going to be a doozy today. Is it? Yes. Why is that, B? Um, because, I, you know, back in the days of Sex in the City, when did that come out? Like in the late 90s? In the n- Mid to late 90s? Mid to late 90s, I yeah. think, yeah. And um, one of the characters, Charlotte, was a big follower of a book called The Rules, which was basically a set of rules for women how to snag a husband. And it was very controversial. Like and, coercively snag a husband? Well, like he wakes up one day with a ring on his finger and a, and I a think wife he in his kind bed? Of, I think there were a lot of men at that time that f- certainly felt that way. But anyway, it was kind of, you know debunked i guess if you could say that there was a debunking of of that kind of who who's a relationship debunker well i don't divorce attorneys i guess you could ask them <laughs> so it's gonna cost you a lot though to ask <laughs> it, yeah so yeah <laughs> so recently we've sort of stumbled over the other side of of that mm-hmm. which are you know is a little thing called red pill philosophy Mm -hmm. and we've kind of delved into this swum around in this a little bit do you think before we talk about what red pill philosophy actually is do you think that's like a matrix reference like oh it's absolutely a matrix yeah Yeah? absolutely a matrix reference so i don't know if you have you've seen the matrix oh man it blew my mind i saw it in the theaters okay all right but so which one does he take he gets the, the idea is that Neo gets offered. Yeah, Morpheus offers him, to, you know, a, a blue red pill and a red pill. pill. Which one does he take? Well, which one is which? The blue pill he can just go on in his delusion. Yeah. And the red pill is for truth. Like, is, do you want to actually see what uh, what what the real shit okay. is? Do Do you want to know what the Matrix is? And so, that's the reference where. The red pill philosophy is basically what the truth is. Or do you want to take the blue pill and keep living in this delusion? Okay. Okay. Cool. So I looked up red pill philosophy. Because it's clearly not, if you want to learn about the matrix, take the red pill. No, it, it's, it's... In the it, context of the rules. Yeah, well, it basically it... It's, it asserts that... Men are the ones that are disenfranchised by women and that feminism is a damaging ideology that is, you know, in it, in its, like it's, it's anti-men. Feminism in red pill philosophy, feminism is anti-men. Yes. Okay. Where, where basically the, the women are the oppressors and the men are just being, you know, um, are being erased. Like a, Masculine men are being, you know, erased. And so instead of a patriarchy, it becomes like a matriarchy. The women are in control instead of the men. Right. Except the men don't know that. They think that they're that they're the ones in charge, but this they're is, actually not. This is very meta. Like in red pill philosophy, feminism is matriarchy instead of a patriarchy. But yeah, okay. Right. Well, it's convoluted. And that's, and that's okay. And 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 so today, um, we're kind of talking about uh, 
you know, sort of the Bible on this, which is The Iron Rules of the Rational Male by Rollo Tomasi. Yeah. Um, And the idea that red pill swallowers have decided to realize the truth and how to navigate this um, world where feminism means oppressing men and keeping them down. Which, you know, just... Just to state, feminism does not mean the oppression of anyone. Feminism, by its definition, is equality between the sexes. It's not, hey, women have been kept down all this time, so guess what? Guess what, fuckers? It's your turn. It's called revenge, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So So then it seems like feminism has a branding problem then. It should just be called sexual equality. Or equality between the sexes. To get rid of any of that, like, but then Rollo Tomasi wouldn't have a book, and we wouldn't be debating this. Well, maybe that would be would a better understand. thing. But but because there's this whole sort of you know, and and this sphere, the more I've kind of delved into it, it's it's wrapped up with you know, um, pickup artistry, and you know, there's like Reddit and subreddit threads on on red pill philosophy and all that kind of like there's a lot of it's almost like and i don't want to get into this but it's almost like the incel universe i guess for lack of a better word i don't want to get into that but it it's way less fun than the marvel universe it's, right <laughs> well yeah that's true it depends yeah i mean if we could have a couple of the dc characters make a cameo like, just just Aquaman and Wonder Woman. That's all you want. Yeah, that pretty much. Yeah. They The rest of them can all stay there in their little fucked up world. But okay. <laughs> um, so, oh my gosh, we've already talked about the Matrix and the Marvel movies. I know. And, and, and we're like forever. not even six minutes in. Right. So, I, I you know, so I wanted, I, I wanted to talk to you about this kind of, um, this philosophy and this book, the iron rules of this book. Um, also, um, there's a lot of talk about alpha males and beta males. Mm-hmm. Do you what what does that mean to you when I say alpha males and beta males? Well, I think of of what an alpha and beta is in the animal kingdom, mm-hmm. right? And I think most people, if they think of that, will think of the alpha male in a wolf pack mm-hmm. is the one that runs the pack, or mm-hmm. in the case of elephants, it's an alpha female because they're a matriarchy. So you mm-hmm. have your alpha, which is your top. Of the group, mm-hmm. and then the beta or betas mm-hmm. are subordinate to that, right? To that alpha, and so people like to translate that to human relationships, mm-hmm. even though we're not set up like that. But and and there is actually, if you if you delve a little further into alpha wolves, they're not studs that are fucking all the other. Female no, because there's an alpha female as but, well. Yes, and they are they are actually more as parent figures rather than sexual sort of like leaders of the pack. Mm. They're more parental rather than anything else, which is again on its face. People people sort of take little bits of of what suits them and then runs with it, and mm-hmm. everybody goes, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Um, but that's it's not exactly. But I think. And how we even got to this. <laughs> I think that's what's so dangerous about this. Is yeah. you get somebody who starts a YouTube channel. 
or a podcast. Yes. With a bit of knowledge on a subject. Mm-hmm. Or can speak eloquently. Enough. Or, or sound knowledgeable enough about something. Or even more um, dastardly is when they can take a real truth, whether it's scientific or whatever, and cherry pick parts of a study or something along those lines to reinforce the position that they're pushing. Yeah. And I think that's that's why we felt compelled to do this episode was because there were some some nuggets of truth in all of the things that these people are saying wrapped up in a whole bunch of really cleverly smartly dressed up misogyny that again like you said is very damaging and dangerous and also the the other component that upset me is that is the audience that it's targeting well yeah and i have two sons one is 21 the other one is 18 and it seems like the target audience for this red pill philosophy is that age group around you know early 20s to early 30s Men. Yeah, young men that they're trying to figure stuff out. I mean, we were yeah. we were at your place and your you know box that's connected to your TV doesn't have an account for YouTube. It's just like unsigned in. So <laughs> so whatever nonsense people in the house are watching mm-hmm. shows up there. Right. And one of your sons had had was looking for YouTube videos because if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to do something, you YouTube it because surely somebody's done a right. how to video and he wanted to know how to break up with a girl in a way that was like respectful like right. you know try not to be hurtful and then that fucking recommended feed was just littered <laughs> with this yeah. red pill philosophy and and its disciples mm-hmm. and, and it we, was the disciple that i discovered first yeah and we're gonna talk about that yeah and then talk about where, where okay he's copying it from but I'll but let you it, take the lead on this one then. Why? Well, because you have an agenda on on <laughs> your no. feminist agenda. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, but you have you have you have something you want like you have a clear direction on no, how you I want just, this. And I, I will and you can ask me questions and I'll chime in and Okay, well, I just wanted I, like I said, I this I spent a lot of time, probably more time than I wanted to looking into of, this. You hate watched a lot of stuff. I hate watched so much stuff. Like I and and only because I I think it's prudent to see other people's points of view, even mm-hmm. if I don't agree, mm-hmm. because you need to know what's out there. And I just, I've, this really, really affected me because I thought it was so dangerous and based it's insidious. on, it is. And, and based on, you know, as a mother raising two boys, two young men, and as a woman operating in this society, not the least of which operating in a relationship with you and with other people, um, I thought this was something that we should flesh out a little bit and sort of uncover what is problematic about this philosophy. Um, so what, so the, so the first thing, we, we, we just watched a video together, which was a summary of Rollo Tomasi's book, mm-hmm. The Nine Iron Rules. And, and what was the... Tell me if you can what what sort of was the impetus for that book for those rules? Well, basically the they very quickly and I, I think we can put a link to this video that we so people can watch this video so mm-hmm. they can understand what we're talking about. But 
they start by talking about what red pill philosophy is. And basically it boils down to that when you get in a, when a man gets in a relationship with a woman, it's very heteronormative. Mm-hmm. It's very m- traditional monogamy centric. Vanilla straight land. Yeah. White. Yeah. It, 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 white straight. Yeah. Like, so it's a very, I mean, it's a large segment of the Western population, but it's still a very narrow definition of what a relationship, but, but in this, you have a, when a man gets in a, wo- a relationship with a woman, because he wants the woman to like him, he becomes very amenable. He says yes to everything, stops doing the things that he likes to do, to do the things that she likes to do, spends more time with her, not with his friends. And the result of that is that he ends up being less attractive to his partner because he now becomes this like yes man beta male and that's beta not chump, I think beta they, chump yeah. yeah but that's not that's not what women want and as a way to combat this result these nine iron rules were set forth as a as a guide for men and then people have espoused this in other youtube channels to and have created a whole industry around male coaching and how to how to how to be successful with women and how to not get caught up in these the the ways that women are trying to catch men yeah like i you know the the disciple that that i hate watched for an entire evening um there's sort of a theme to the beginning of all the videos and the one thing that jumped out at me was Women don't care about your struggles. They're hanging out at the finish line so that they can fuck the winners. That's that hypergamy yes. philosophy, which I had never heard. But I'm an anthropologist by training. Right. And I had never heard no. of hypergamy or hypergamy or however all these guys say it. But basically, the, this, this theory of hypergamy is that a woman is always looking for a better option. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what option doesn't matter, she's got. Doesn't matter what option you are, unless you can demonstrate that you are the best option out there, she's always going to be looking for something better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, wow. So so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I sort of, um, Cliff's notes, Cliff noted. Well, we can't say that. That's copyrighted. Oh, my. And and we're in Canada. It was Cole's notes was the. Uh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't Cliff notes. Cliff notes is American. But you're going to do the Reader's Digest summary if we can like, okay, well, I'm take just gonna, another yeah, copyrighted... Yeah, I, I summarized uh, them because there was a lot of words for some <laughs> of them. So I'm going to talk about... I'm going to throw out the rule and you tell me kind of your take. And again, you're an intelligent dude. You have your own business. You are a father. You're a partner. You're a great friend. A lot of those things... An ex-husband. An ex-husband. But you... But... But the idea that you can treat your children, your friends, your family, your partner with kindness and respect um, wouldn't fly in this universe. But um, so that's why I wanted your take on that, because you, okay. I think I think in this in this red pill world, you know, you would have a lot of arguments with a lot of these things. So, yes. Um, so 
let's let's start with the first one. Okay. Um, never seriously self-deprecate with a woman you want to be with. And then I wrote I wrote in brackets, be the fun douchebag. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> the explanation was that like if you had a bad date, own the badness of the date and don't apologize and simper and beg for forgiveness. Just be like, yeah, I'm a douchebag. I'm a cool douchebag, but I was a douche. Let's go on another date. Like, because as soon as you start deprecating yourself and, and going, oh, you know, like, oh, I, I thought a lot about how I reacted and, you know, I talked a lot about myself and I didn't ask you questions. You're basically just highlighting the negatives about you and the woman's not going to be interested okay. in, in, in dating or in, in going on another date with you. So what do you think about that? I think confidence is sexy. For sure. I think cockiness is not sexy. No. So there's a fine line to toe between cocky and confident. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of room between no confidence and confident, right? So I think there are cases where you should apologize for something. If you were like four hours late for the date and she still stuck around or whatever, I think maybe you need to address that issue but if the conversation was awkward i don't think you need to go out and do that because i think yeah if if very few women are looking for a a a dude who isn't confident especially in the beginning absolutely but this that idea and i'm just going to throw my from as a woman who dates men Mm -hmm. the fun douchebag Still a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, still has still has douchebag in his name. So, yeah, the last name of fat, fun douchebag is douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> so, um, and as and this is the thing. The other the other side of red pill philosophy is, or or what comes out from the disciple is, quality women. You want to align yourself with quality women. Man, I have so much to say about this, like nineteen fifties okay. Leave It to Beaver. I know type ideal of what a woman should be. <laughs> um, I hope we get to it in this episode because I feel like no, these, we need these to... nine rules. Well, are gonna... you, I mean, listen, assert your alphaness and like take <laughs> that shit over anytime you, you want. You know what? Today, let's just let your alpha flag fly, like whatever mm. the fuck. But you know, I, I don't, I don't. Absolutely, confidence is is sexy. And I but, think, but but you know what else is sexy? People who know how to behave the first time. Well, that's true. So, I think there is an underlying theme to all of this, and this is what I find so difficult when digesting and 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 reading this is that there are some kernels of wisdom in there, mm-hmm. but they're wrapped up in this like low key misogyny. That I that creates this real like dissonance in my like this cognitive dissonance in my mind about like okay I hear yeah be confident but own being a douchebag like it, it they just they seem opposed and I feel like there are going to be a lot of people who aren't going to see why those two things are are butting heads you it know? creates it frames romantic relationships as adversarial from the beginning right and that's a big problem because that's not going to work in the long term if there's always that 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 scent in the air right okay 
So, but yeah, I, so, but like I say, whatever, where, whichever direction you want to take it. Okay. So number eight, always let a woman figure out why she won't fuck you. Don't do it for her. It's, it's basically the same as the other rule is that don't self-deprecate. Don't be like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shitty lad. What a loser. Yeah. Like why, why would any woman, I'm. I guess there is that like personality type, that comedian, that you know, that self-deprecating type. They're trying to like low-key play stuff down, but uh, I don't think that that's the most famous of which is probably Woody Allen, and yeah, nobody and wants to fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. So yeah, I mean, sure, if a woman doesn't want to fuck you, you don't want to help her figure that out. But then if she doesn't figure that out and you fuck her anyways, then you're c.9 you're a douchebag like (laughs) it's like a flow chart right yeah well there was a couple of notes on this one too is that leagues are an illusion right like she's out of my league or you're 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 punching above your weight that kind of stuff and i agree with that you agree that leagues are an illusion yes i do and especially you agree that any person can get any other person yes if they if they are you the female hitch (laughs) oh my god please does that make you Eva Mendez? Uh, uh, that would bring a whole new meaning to go fuck yourself, wouldn't seriously, it? Seriously. That's she's all a, you'd be doing. Oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> um, you were so upset when you found out you were, she was married to Ryan Gosling. She's married to Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I, I wasn't upset. I was Does just like Does that make like her mystified. Canadian now? Oh my God. She's Probably. Like, I mean, she, She's like Canadian. in your orbit now. Not really. <laughs> yeah, because me and, me and the gauze hang out all the time, right? <laughs> Makes it sound like something you put over a Me and Ryan wound. Duckling. I mean, Ryan like... Ryan Duckling. Um, I, no, I, I, I do... I think that. I think that if you... And, and um, I think that online dating has helped that a lot. Anybody can talk to anybody with online dating apps. Yes. You may not get past the first you message. Might, you might not, but you're not... It doesn't have people standing in corners going, I would never go and talk to her or I would never go and talk to her. Right. Him. It's way easier to type something in on your phone than to go up to somebody in a public space. You you said that if you saw me in a bar, you would never approach me. No, because, I mean, first of all, you're gorgeous. Thank you. And second of all, you have a don't fuck with me look most of the time. And it's not a resting bitch face. It's just... You don't seem all that interested in putting up with other people's shit. And no. and as a result, you know, unless you gave me some kind of clear sign like eye contact or a smile or something like that, I would never just wa- I never would have just walked up to you. And that's a whole other yeah thing too. Hmm. But but and this is the thing. I probably would give you a sign to do that because I don't, I'm not a game player, but, Mm. um, and then they talked about, um, this, there was a couple other things in this one that bothered me is talking about women, attractive women are glass cannons. (laughs) And I had to look that one up because I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, it's from gaming where like they have a strong offense, but a weak defense. Yeah. So they talk a good game, but they could be negged easily. Like you could just break them down. Which again. And take their virginity for the night. And that, and that was, (laughs) which if. If if they're seduced by negging, then I don't know if the virginity is an issue. But mm. and I'm not shaming. Like fuck whoever you want. But again, 
it's really interesting how they talk about these high quality women that have low notch counts and six figure a year jobs and all that kind of stuff, but don't have any experience with men. (laughs) It's really quite interesting to me that there's, there's all of these things that you need to be, um, to, to, to satisfy one of these men. They don't like competition, especially in bed. Hmm. But anyway, so, um, and that idea of negging is very much a pickup artist game, mm-hmm. is it not? Mm-hmm. Like that whole oh, that's well, the whole philosophy. sure that you don't care, yeah. wear an ostentatious hat, uh, that <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like it's it's so ridiculous. And then you take like your, little... your Pharrell or something. <laughs> like... Pharrell can do whatever he wants. He can, but, okay, yeah. But and then we go back to like, don't be a fucking douchebag. Yeah, don't be a douchebag. Um, again, C point nine. C point nine. Don't be a douchebag. Number seven, develop relationships with new, fresh, prospective women rather than attempting to reconstruct a failed relationship. And all, and the subplot of that is that soulmates are a lie. Oh, yeah. Now, and my only note for number seven was a checkmark. You agree with that? All of it. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Let's hear yours. Well, yeah, I mean... I guess it depends on why the relationship failed. The example that they gave was that if she cheats on you with your best friend and you beg her to come back, yeah, that's, that, that's always going to be the elephant in the room is yeah. that she did you a fucking favor and now you're a beta chump. Yeah. It's never that simple. However, mm-hmm. I mean, poor example. But, but Well, kind of. I mean, in my marriage, mm-hmm. I cheated on my then fiance before the wedding begged for forgiveness married her and spent the entirety of the marriage having to quote make it up to her that set the dynamic for your entire marriage from that day forward yep i was always on the back foot i was always i was always wrong Mm -hmm. and she was always right and I just want, like, for you to just throw that out there, it, you know, I don't want people to, like, go and clutch their pearls about that sort of revelation that you just kind of threw oh, out there yeah. like nothing. You know, you had, like, in all, it, like, just to contextualize it a little bit, you had been in the Honduran jungle for a year yep. by yourself. Well, me as it a was like guides. It was like, you know... A bachelor party type thing. You were drunk. They egged you on. It was a mistake. You felt awful. You almost ran into traffic because you felt so shitty. Yeah. And the afterwards. O- and the only yeah. And the only other mistake that you made was telling her yes. about it. Yeah. Shifting. So, that just shifts the burden. Everybody yes. who knew about it was like, "Dude, do you do you love this woman?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to marry her." Then don't tell her because mm-hmm. it's only gonna make you feel better because now you're not have to carry this and. She's going to feel shitty. Mm-hmm. So stuff that shit down the memory hole and never speak it again. And if you knew, and if you knew then that the consequence of you unburdening yourself and putting the burden of knowing on her, uh, to quote Esther Perel, um, that, 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 that you would be living with that for the next couple of decades, maybe that would have changed your mind about unburdening yourself. Oh yeah, I would have shelled out for a therapy session and unburdened it there. There you go. And that's what you should have done. But, you know, nah. I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, Right. But the idea that um, 
in my opinion, the, one of the reasons why I, I put a check mark, there's a couple of things. Number one, I always feel like people break up for a reason. Okay. And, and I get it. Sometimes people need to fall on a sword more than once to realize it's a bad idea. I get that too. Right? Where you go, oh, that's right. I remember why we broke up. But, you know, learn from the relationship. It doesn't have to be a scorched earth thing either when you end a relationship with someone. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not a good relationship for either one of you. But people feel scared and vulnerable and they go, you know what? Let's. People are thinking, well, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. No, I think it's better to learn from what you, from the relationship and move forward rather than, and I think it's very specifically talking about begging somebody to come back to you, mm-hmm. which is never a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's like the, it's like the resurrection stone, you know, they come back, but that's not really the same. And even if you are in the wrong, that's not the way to have a healthy relationship no. moving forward. You need to process the issue together and move forward. But if there's a dynamic where one person is has the upper hand like yeah. that, whether it's the male or female or male yeah. or male or whoever it is, if one person in the relationship has that upper hand, if you don't get rid of that, there's always going to be an imbalance in the relationship. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, if there is a huge break like that and there's no, there's no counseling or, or therapy that you're going through to mm-hmm. sort of, e- to equalize that, I totally agree with you. You should move on. And I think, you know, I think that too many people keep going back to stuff that's, that is, unhealthy for them because mm-hmm. and and i totally agree with that whole you know we've been sold a bill of goods about the soulmate that one person that is your forever person and i know a lot of women who have stayed in really shitty relationships because they're like he's my forever guy no 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 no, no. there are thousands of people on the planet that would be perfectly good matches for you potentially billions potentially billions but i mean the travel will kill you and none of us can travel right now so but that was one of the things that i i i i saw that one and yes movies lie to us for sure movies ruin love i get it i, I totally agree so that again one, with that heteronormative yeah m- monogamish or monogamy yeah like this is the only way a relationship happens that is true too yeah, yeah. no for sure all right number six Women are fundamentally incapable of loving a man in the way that a man expects to be loved by a woman. And in the notes I wrote, uh, men expect to be loved unconditionally, but women love opportunistically. Which kind of comes back to that hypergamy. It does, but it seems weird because if you think of like in in a heteronormative relationship... Women are the nurturers, the caregivers. They mm-hmm. have children. They give birth to children who they love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And yet men want to be loved unconditionally, but women only love opportunistically. Seems like an anachronism to to that. It seems like the opposite of what they actually want in these relationships. Like he's saying... Um, Women don't love unconditionally. Yeah, Tomasi's saying that men need to be, men want to be loved unconditionally. So it doesn't matter what, basically, I have no They are, by their mothers. Yeah, (laughs) basically, it's like a bunch of, of like, you know, mama's boys Mm -hmm. who are still seeking the approval of a mother that didn't give them 
like I, the love that that they they wanted growing up, and this is the way they take it out on the world. Like I would love to know what Tomasi's family life was like growing up that shapes his worldview in this way or what his relationship history is because one of this disciple, I don't know if we're going to name him or not. We'll see as this podcast goes on. But um, guy's been in a couple of failed relationships. He's been married a few times. Mm -hmm. Like he is clearly dealing with pain of these failed relationships. And this self-help like way is the way that he's dealing with it and unfortunately i think it's it's selling people we've all been sold one bill of goods that isn't right now we're being sold another bill of goods which also isn't right we but need it, to find sounds out. it sounds better it sounds better. better because it's packaged up and be a real fucking man like come on yeah. don't don't let and this is the thing is there is is it is it possible to love a romantic partner unconditionally or is that only the kind of love that is that is given from parents to children because listen i don't love you opportunistically i don't love you for what you can do for me or mm. i mean other than your ability to make me come but which is awesome <laughs> but and if that's the if that's if that makes me opportunistic then i'll take it guilty i you know i'll take it but to me, that idea of unconditional love, it doesn't matter what you do to me, it doesn't matter how you behave, it doesn't matter what, right? That, but, but I, I love you anyway, just, I, I love you anyway. No. Who wants to be with a partner that is like, I don't care what you do to me, I still love you? I, I don't know. No, it sounds horrible. Well, men that are going to do shitty things and women that are going to do shitty things want somebody to love them unconditionally. That's, that's like saying... A really shitty thing to somebody, but saying no offense beforehand, <laughs> so it like totally excuses the shitty thing you're about to say. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And it's unrealistic to think that anybody will love you unconditionally unless you are some kind of godly saint that does no wrong. And no human being on this planet is ever going to live up to that ideal. I agree with you. And I think that... I think that people need, you know, I think what he's sort of getting at is for someone to love you for you, which I get. That's all, all of us want is to be loved for who we really are. And if we're going to be in, in romantic, ugh, I know, right? No warts, especially not the genital. genital. Kind. <laughs> this is why we're together. Cause, <laughs> cause whenever I hear warts, I, that's, I automatically think genital warts, but, um, not planter. Which are remarkably easy to remove. Just but a bunch of duct tape and uh, apple cider vinegar and you're good to go. And a cotton ball. And, that's, a, cotton and, ball. and a few days. That's all you need. Um, but I, I, I think that... In case you were listening to the podcast looking for a planter's wart cure, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we have so much trouble categorizing this podcast. <laughs> so many nuggets. Useful nuggets. Okay. Um, and hey... Are there gold diggers out there? I'm sure. sure. Are there women who love opportunistically? Sure. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be cheating on fear without a 90 day fiance reference. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're watching a chick right now who dates 85 year old women or sorry, 85 year old men at 26. She's 26. Something like that. Yeah, she dates old rich men because. She's what, opportunistic. Because of what they can give her. Because of what they can give her. And she's pretty and she can twerk in front of them and everything's cool and whatever. So anyway. 
Okay, we're on number, number five. five. Never five al- of nine. Never allow a woman to be in control of the birth. And my little notes I wrote here, bye-bye soul. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have this super cute little like ghost. A little soul ghost. That's like, oh. Like, <laughs> and goodbye to your soul. Say goodbye to your say goodbye to your money. Your, say goodbye to your house. Say goodbye to your soul, and you're just like, oh, 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 oh. I know, right? Yeah, hurts. Um, they give this example mm-hmm. of a woman. You, you know, you've had a one night stand, yes. and you wake up in the morning, and she's digging through the trash and shoving a used condom up her twat to like impregnate herself. Because if you're not in control of the birth, then she will be, and. Also, in this disciples thing, he mentioned this and he talked about how, you know, a woman, never trust a woman who says, it's okay, you can nut in me, like, I can't get pregnant. And I'm like, who says that? (laughs) Who does? Who goes, okay. Like, Tom Segura has this really funny bit where he's talking about, you know, like, you know, if you've never come inside a woman, it's amazing. Like, it's like when you found out about melted cheese and you taste it for the first time. Like, oh, man. This, like, yeah. Put it in the microwave. 30 seconds. You're good. It's like, if you've never come in a woman, do it. Even if she doesn't want you to, do it anyways. Because it feels really good. Even still, who's fucking somebody and goes, oh, it's okay. You can come inside me. And they go, all right. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> and like, off it goes. Like, that sounds like a horrible first idea. First of all, why don't you have a condom? Yes, you should always be wearing a condom. And please don't flush them down the toilet. It's, it's really plumbers. I mean, unless you're a plumber and you want to deal with fishing condoms out because it fucks up pipes. But they also said in this thing, in, in this in this little video you clip. You should tie that shit up and take it home with you. Well, this is the thing. The NBA apparently in 2002 recommended that for guys who are away on road games, if you're going to fuck women, wear condoms and take the condoms with you. Or No, they said flush them. They did say flush them. But but, this is the thing. First of all, the fact that they had to tell grown men to wear condoms while fucking random chicks on the road tells you something. It was the NBA. What does that mean? Professional athletes, particularly the NBA and the NFL. The MLB, no. A little less than the MLB. Why is that? Because chicks don't want to fuck baseball players? Because it's not real sport? I think it's along along racial lines. I really think it. Like, I, I really do think... That there is, there is, there is, a, like, there's a question of, of how many, how many times in the news have you heard about a woman cl- filing a paternity suit against a professional athlete? Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not a professional athlete. He was. He was. <laughs> As a bodybuilder. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking like, he was an actor, but he did other, he lifted heavy things before He that. did. But he was Mr. Olympia. The thing is, is this came out in 2002. Okay. And I always took my condoms home with me when I was fucking somebody. And where did you put them then? Did you bury them in the backyard? No, I would just throw them out in the garbage. Oh, okay, because there was nobody nobody in your house that would impregnate themselves. Right, or I would, you know, like I would wrap it, like I'd tie it up, I'd tie a knot okay. off, like a balloon, right? Wrap it in toilet paper, put it in my pocket, okay, and then fucking it, find okay. a dumpster or something and throw it out. Right, okay. You seem really un- nonplussed I'm very, about this. I'm very uncomfortable with that that idea. Just, I'm sorry, I'm just picturing it. I'm just picturing it. Oh, used condoms are gross. That's why they call them scumbags. Like, it's just not fun. Wow, really? That's what a scumbag is. Well, why don't they call them cumbags? I don't know. 
Because you come in the bag? You scum. scum in- <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The idea that... He's come in the bag. Scumbag. There you go. So the idea that, you know, you don't want women to be in charge of getting pregnant because then they will get pregnant and then you are beholden to them financially mm-hmm. and otherwise for mm-hmm. the next 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I think that I, men, I think- men that don't want to become fathers need to protect themselves. Just like, you know, if and you said, are there men out there saying, don't worry, it's cool, I've had a vasectomy? Maybe not. But women have to do the same. But you, you've you had experience where guys have said to you, like, where you've said, here's where's, your your, where's your condom or here's a condom. It's like, oh, I don't really want like, and you're like, well, you're well no, fucking. no, it's, they wouldn't say, I, I don't really want to wear that because if I was handing it to them, they were, they got the message that they either wear it or this pussy is closed. Like that's that's how that works. But but, but guys I would, would ask them. Deflect, I would right? ask them. Like do you, you know? Did do, do you have any? Oh no! I no! I didn't bring. It. Oh, you're in luck. I have a skit of them right here. <laughs> Here's yours. <laughs> Look, it has your name on it. <laughs> Look at that. And and they were kind of like there were quite a few people that were like oh okay they seemed surprised. And I don't... That's not being in control of your birth. No, it because, isn't. Because they don't know anything about They don't me. know that you went and fucking poked holes in all those condoms. They don't know that. They don't know what the, what the integrity no, they of those don't. condoms were. Now... Same thing. I always brought my condoms with me. Yes, you did. And luckily for them, or me, like I've had I've had my tubes tied, but they don't know that. No. And I, w- I certainly wouldn't tell people that. No, they'd because they'd stealth Because then they'd be like, hey, cool. Like, I guess we don't have to wear condoms. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, we do because there's babies aren't the only thing you have forever like luggage <laughs> you don't have luggage forever no not the way we travel god <laughs> I, I think how long did my suitcase last three years that's yeah. it but anyway so I, I i agree with that i agree that people need yeah. to take responsibility if they don't want to if they don't want to be parents and 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 this disciple was like you know women you know rail against society's wanting to control their access to abortion and forcing them to be mothers but they have no problem forcing a man to be a father by sneakily shoving a used condom up their twat and i feel like that's a false argument if you never want to be a dad it's pretty easy pretty easy thing to fix yeah if you don't want any woman to trap you and you never want to have kids always bring your condoms with you or have a vasectomy or yeah have a vasectomy Knowing that the clock is running and you can get it reversed if you want to. What do you have? Five years? Uh, like you have a fair... Within three years, you have a 90% success rate. And okay. then it goes down about 10% every year after that. Okay. And in this country, you can get in vitro. So even if, if they can even extract... Even if you had the tube they could still... If they can extract something, you're yeah, good. You're good. But this is the thing. Like, if you're that serious about not wanting that, then then that's what you do. Otherwise... And... and, and I'm a very large proponent of the idea that there are birth control options for men that aren't... That have no health impacts. Have no health impacts, have no long-term effects, are completely reversible, um, painless to do, but they don't have them here because A, a lot of men don't want to utilize them, and B, um, did I say one and B? Mm -hmm. Okay, one and two. Or A and B. A and B. Secondly... That um, they don't make enough money. Yeah, there's very little. There's very little desire by a pharmaceutical company to implement a solution that is cheap, reversible, and 
easily administered. Right. With no side effects. Yeah, because the treatment is always more profitable than the cure. Right. So the treatment is more profitable than the cure? Absolutely. How... What... Aren't the treatment and the cure the same thing? Well, in the case of a vasectomy, they are. But oh, in, the, in like that reversible thing that they pioneered in India, mm-hmm. that basically changes. It's a, I looked into this it's when I block. got my vasectomy. It's a block. It's right? a polymer. They inject the polymer into into the vas deferens, mm-hmm. which is the where the the tube that the sperm from the testicles get makes its way out, and it it changes the polarity of. Because sperms are like positively charged or negatively charged. I'm going to say they're positively charged because I'm a positive guy. I don't know. But whatever it is. I feel like sperms would be positive. They'd be positive. They're swimming away. Oh, no. Into a gym sock again. Uh, Ah, Right. Um, And 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 so what it does is is it 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 screws with the polarity. And so by the time it was ingenious because it was a water treatment thing that was developed in India, but they realized it could have applications in in reproductive health and they it, the sperm come out basically immodal they they just they, they're not effective anymore they're basically dead and when you decide you don't want it anymore they just give you another shot it dissolves the polymer and yep. off you go yeah and they could not get fda clearance in the u.s because no drug company would spend all this money on the studies to get the fda approval mm-hmm, and to do all mm-hmm. the trials because it costs like 25 cents in a syringe yeah. to to do this right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas vasectomies in vitro all this other reproductive stuff birth is control pills birth control condoms pills, far iud's more pro- far patches, more profitable yeah far more profitable than a quick wham bam thank you man yeah sort of thing thank you man yeah well because it was a dude right oh um, number four. Number four. Never live with a woman you aren't married to or aren't planning to marry in six months. Okay. Um, this was news to me. Okay. I think, first of all, much to the chagrin of my Italian grandmother, who does not believe you should live with somebody before you get married, she believes get married and then move in with each other. Mm-hmm. I think you do need to live with somebody before you marry them. But for how long? Longer than six months? I Like, is there a clock going like, oh but my would God, you, you hit 180 but would you days. Move in with someone, would you move in with a woman that you weren't seriously thinking about marrying? Yes, I would. Oh, you would? Okay. I would. All right. Okay. We don't live together. I know. B's giving me this look like, oh, okay. So if even if I move in with him, he he's. I don't want to get married. You know this. I, that's not what the look is for. What's the look for? The look is I'll just move in with anybody. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> because the argument is, I just want to move my pussy in. Well, that's it. Guys think like they're going to get unlimited access to sex as a result of moving in with their with this person, and the woman's like, now I've locked it down and I know where this guy is at all times and mm-hmm. I can start withholding sex because where is he going to go because so he lives with me. So what I wrote in here is that if you if you do that, you limit your options and your maneuvering. Yeah. And it's interesting that they say that because, and it's interesting about you saying, well, then she knows where he is all the time. And that is categorically untrue because I know someone who had a boyfriend that 
he was very interested in them moving in together. And the idea was that it wasn't so that she would know where he was all the time. It was so he would know where she was. So the actors and were different. And he was out. He was out fucking around all the time. And she was And busy. she was taking care of this five-bedroom house that was housing the two of them and all four of the kids. Two hers, two his. And the pool and the gardens and everything else because she wanted to create this beautiful home for everybody. And he knew exactly where she was all the time. She's grocery shopping. She's gardening. She's cleaning the pool. She's cleaning the house. She's doing this. She's walking the dogs, blah, blah, blah. And he knew exactly where he could go and for how long. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you are in a relationship with somebody that's a shitty person, then yeah, moving in together so, is going to be a bad idea. But again, this heteronormative that it's man versus woman or woman versus man mm-hmm. is wrong. The thing is, is if there is somebody who has shitty intentions mm-hmm. moving in, they're going to capitalize on that. Right. The example you provided, it was a guy basically knowing where his woman was going to be so he could fuck around and do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And in this in, in Tomasi's thing, it was, well, this is so that women can keep an eye on their man and make sure that they have the only ox- that that the only pussy they're getting is is theirs. And then they severely limit that pussy. And then they limit that pussy. And they have that guy like doing all the shit, everything he has to do to get a hold of it. Mm. Okay. All right. Number three. Um, oh, if a woman makes you wait for sex, the wait or withhold sex, the sex is never worth it. I found this such a contradiction because again, in these videos from this disciple, he talks about quality women. We might as well just name him because you're going to talk about his stuff too. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't want it to be a character assassination. No, I mean we're just talking about ideas here, but th- but this is the person that 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 sparked this conversation yeah, yeah, with us, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was deeply troubled by his videos because of this that like I mentioned that cognitive dissonance between kernels of truth wrapped up in like stealthy misogyny, mm-hmm. you know? And this was one of those things because you know, you don't he talks about notch counts, which are basically the amount of you know, men a woman has slept with or women mm-hmm. a man has slept with. And you don't want a woman with the high notch counts. You don't want a woman who lost her virginity early. You don't want, like, there's all these things. You basically don't want a woman who's too slutty or sexually available. And yet Tomasi's saying, if a woman makes you wait for sex, the sex isn't worth it. So which is it? Do you want a woman who is sexually available, i.e. doesn't make you wait? Or do you want a woman with a low notch count or are you looking for this random unicorn of somebody who hasn't slept with a lot of men, but will sleep with you quickly because she recognizes your value? Because you're so special. Right. Uh, there we go. I mean, we and there you the go. Question. You just solved that I solved that riddle. <laughs> and, this, and this is the thing. You were talking about sort of the, the kernels of truth wrapped in this low-key misogyny and then also wrapped with another layer of entrepreneurship. Right. And pretty cars. And so... So the, the, the account that I stumbled across that my son was originally looking for, you know, he, he's a car enthusiast and he was looking for a nice way to, you know, break up with his girlfriend um, called Entrepreneurs. And he stumbled across Entrepreneurs in Cars. And it's this dude, Rich Cooper. It's Canadian guy. So Canadian yay, guy. Canadian guys. Because, you know, well, Canadians are awesome. Clearly not all of them. Well, I'm just... No entire population of anything is great. 
Not every M&M I've had has been amazing. <laughs> I just I just pictured M&M for, for a minute. Not every Oh, like, like, how like many Marshall M&Ms Mathers? Have you had? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, no entire group of anyone is good or bad. But the, the, and and this guy is very much a disciple of Rollo Tomasi and is very vocal about that. Yep. But it, obviously, uh, it's these nine rules and and the work of Tomasi has spoken to him. I, I'm I'm already I'm almost done here. Yeah, that was that, that was that was number two. So we have that number was three. One. Oh, that was three. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to say on that one. That's why I, I kind of just threw that right to you. Well, why I have why nothing. don't you have anything to say? Because can I answer for you? No. Why? Okay. Why do you think I have nothing to say? Because I think you believe that there's no point if you are dating somebody specifically for the purposes of a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no point in waiting for that sex. No, and I think if I'm dating somebody for the means of a romantic relationship and sex a committed is relationship. Sex is very important to me. And I want to know that we're sexually compatible right. before I get emotionally attached to you. And if we're not, then I need, we need to not yeah. continue because, and you know, so, and I don't, and this is the thing. This guy does this whole video about how, you know, promiscuity in women is, and this is It wrecks he, women. It wrecks women, but not men, only no, women. No, um, you Well, know, that's rule number two. Oh yes, rule number two. Yeah, uh, uh, never, never under pain never, of death. Never, never reveal your notch count or any details about past lovers to your current lover. lover. And, and then they threw in a couple of power rules where like say less than necessary, always say less than necessary and sort of maintain a, 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 a mystery about you. And, and also Entrepreneurs and Cars says that any... When your woman tells you her notch count, you need to like double or triple it because they are always going to undervalue because they because and of men, slut and shaming men, and men overvalue and they they right they overestimate him and women are going to under under report because of slut shaming and he's right there is a culture of slut shaming absolutely out there, there and and this is again he's right in that respect that women are slut shamed yes but then the consequence is that you know but don't bang dirty whores that fuck a lot of men that's what he's saying yeah yeah but this is the thing is that any man who asked me how many men i've slept with i would stop dating immediately why is that because that's none of your business why not because it isn't but why not because it's irrelevant if he's going to put his dick inside hey I'm, you're going to have a condom on that dick, so it doesn't matter, does it? You want to know You want to know if I'm sexually healthy? That's fine. You get a test, and I'll get a test, and we'll exchange paperwork, and that'll be the end of that. And, uh, like, if someone is going to, like, as a condition of dating me, want demanding to know what my notch count is, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> because it's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. I don't care how many women you've slept with. I don't care. I don't. Like, I don't care if you have a spreadsheet. <laughs> I don't I, care. I don't. I might have a spreadsheet. <laughs> I like data. I, you do like data. You like to track things. And that's cool. Because sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's useful. But 
I, I just think that that is such a, it's such a, um, a juvenile metric of someone's suitability for you that, and, and, and the thing that bothered me about the whole, you know, they don't want to, they don't want, you know, you don't want a woman with a high notch count, but these are the same men that will bitch and moan and complain that their sex lives are shitty because they have these sexually inexperienced inexperienced and closed down closed minded and women that don't want to do anything different or spontaneous or adventurous and it's like well she doesn't have the experience for well, that she doesn't have the sexual confidence for that she doesn't have any of that but entrepreneur in cars says that that's the the issue is not that because that's a them problem not a you problem i see the issue is that women with high notch counts have a higher and he cherry picks some studies, yeah. which was very problematic from, from for like, me. Focus on the family website. Yeah, like from 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 extremely like conservative Christian type websites, or or even in the studies that he listed, he takes um, one line in you know a long article as justification for it. But but his his point was basically that. Um, there's a higher rate of like borderline personality disorder and mental issues and things like that. And, and, and addiction. And addiction and issues. With women that are sexually promiscuous. God. And, and you and I have enough experience in academia to know that well, e- correlation f- isn't necessarily causation. causation. No. That is not... And, and, and for people that don't even know how to read academic journals well, we pa- or studies of any kind we paused that video because the a- he the had article. the abstract up yeah and the journal that it was in and stuff like that and and he pulled one sentence from the abstract mm-hmm. and then like right after that they're like but also yeah. conclusions <laughs> can't be drawn because this was heteronormative and it didn't it didn't and look at in homosexual certain, relationships in certain countries and in certain and- countries and so so there were a lot of disclaimers to the results but yeah. it doesn't matter right and that's what i find so dangerous about these types of things mm-hmm. is you take that kernel of truth that sounds scientific enough mm-hmm. that you go makes okay. sense right or you do a, the most cursory amount of research around it and your your kind of observation bias is confirmed and you go, okay, so now I can just believe everything else so they I'm say. Right now. I'm right. Yeah. And that we share the same view, so therefore everything this person says must be correct. All right. Okay, number so number one. one. Be aware of whose frame in which you're operating and always control that frame. But don't give the impression that you are controlling that frame. And I was like, wow, I'm really interested in the explanation on this one. Well, basically that when you get into a relationship with someone, there are one of two things are going to happen. You're going to enter their frame or they're going to enter your frame. And and what does a frame mean? What does that I mean? I took it to mean like... You are going to control the narrative of the relationship or they're going to control the narrative of the relationship and the direction of the relationship. And you always want to be in control. But you never want to reveal that you are actually in control. Sounds really manipulative. And exhausting. Yeah. And why are there only... Two options. Yeah. Why are there only two options? Why can't... And and this is... and, And what I was thinking about when I was watching that one was that idea of 
either she, you bring her into your frame and she operates in your framework. And when I hear frame, I hear world. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or you get drawn in and you get, you are operating in hers. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I was thinking about how you and I are and we have like a Venn diagram. Right? Mm -hmm. Where sometimes... There's an overlap. You're operating in my world and sometimes I'm operating in yours. So I've been on expeditions with you Mm -hmm. and operated within that world and gone diving and gone climbing and hung out with your friends and done... And, and your family and done things that are in your world. And then you come to my... Your shows. My and... shows, my jujitsu gradings, my belt gradings, my... You, you, you train with me, you do... Right? So you, you, you involve yourself in things that I'm doing in my job. Mm-hmm. And so... And nobody feels like... Hey, we're always doing what you want. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and you've lost yourself operating in my world or I've lost myself operating in your world. And I think that that's kind of, I think that's what they're trying to get across is that don't lose yourself in somebody else's world. And that's good advice. Right. But the way that it's, <clears throat> the way that it's posited. It's presented as a false choice. And it's presented as adversarial and as, you know, like you make sure that you're controlling that. What? Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes all of the you know kindness and you know mutual uh, affection and respect and loving another like really loving another person takes it out of there, out of that, and it makes it seem like this is just a race mm-hmm. and and an arms race mm-hmm. between two people that are supposed to be in a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and so I find that really, so I think that we're going to have to devote a whole another episode. Yeah. Cause we didn't do, you don't want to talk about this? No. What about because, alpha, alpha beta males and stuff like that? Do you want to talk about that before we wrap it up or do you want to no, wait No, I think we'll we leave it this? here. I think we'll okay. leave it here. Um, because I think that we need a whole, a whole episode to, to talk about entrepreneurs and cars the dedicated disciple of Rolo Tomasi and how he's sort of taken that and rebranded it as his own sort of system to help success, men to help to help and I'm doing giant air quotes here help men um, deal with women yeah um, so do you have anything else you want to say no I think let's let's leave it there and okay. we'll pick that up on the next episode I guess so um, if anybody has questions or comments or suggestions for future shows you can email us at um, info at cheating on we also have our website cheating on and there will be merch and other links <laughs> to things that we talk about in the show we're also on social media Twitter on Twitter um, at cheating on fear and on Instagram at cheating on fear. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. That this was really fun. Like I, I, I get like really fired up about this. Yeah, You are fired up about this. I am. It's not just, it's not just the hex cider. It is. That was a good one. It was good. Yeah. 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 
We're big, we're big craft beer, local craft beer and local craft cider fans. We are. So. And we're blessed with, uh, with a wealth mm. of options mm-hmm. where we live yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Maybe maybe, maybe that's another thing we can talk about one day. Yeah. <laughs> the wonders that are craft beers and ciders where do in, we this, start? in this country. I know. Even just in our province. All right. That's awesome, B. Thanks very much. Thanks.